Hello again, and welcome back to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blinderman. I'm an ADHD coach and your host of all things ADHD friendly. This is episode 15, and it's the one where I'm going to be talking about planning. And it's actually going to be a series of three podcasts. This first one, I'm going to be talking about how to pick a planner that's more likely to work for you. In the second episode, I'll be going into how to just begin structuring a habit around planning. And then in the third episode, I'm going to share my weekly planning habit, the steps that I do and the tools that I use to support it. As we dive in today, we're going to just be focusing on how to pick a planner. And I'm going to focus on physical planners. There are a lot of digital options out there for planning with ADHD, brain wiring, or if you have weak executive function skills around time management, planning, prioritizing, physical planners are a key tool to support your brain. Having concrete external tools really does help to pin down time with more ease. So I have a large bin of planners that I share when I'm working with clients who are looking to put structure around their planning process. And the reason I have the bin is for people to be able to touch and feel and experience what different planners look like, feel like, um, the different way they're structured, the layout of the planner. I work with my clients all now virtually, so I still hold up some different examples just to get some interest in our brains fired up a bit. So we're more interested to go and experiment with different planners, maybe um, visiting a local store. Office stores are great places to really just get a, a sense of all the different versions and styles of planners out there. Remember with ADHD brain wiring, we can be really sensitive to how a planner looks and how it feels in our hands, the feel of the paper that the planner is made with, um, the layout visually. And I'm gonna share some examples here as I go through this podcast today. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll get to see all of the different planners. If you're listening to it, I invite you to go to my YouTube channel, which is ADHD friendly and check it out. So you can see the examples that I'm highlighting today. When you're looking for a planner, the first thing I always start with is reminding you there is no perfect planner. There just isn't. We tend to think that there is, well, well there's one out there that's perfect for me. There isn't. There's one that's more likely to work for you. And the more you use it, the more you'll notice what you like or don't like about it. And you'll keep picking ones that are working better for you. But there's no one planner that's going to be the perfect planner that's going to finally get you um, pinning down your time without any challenges. It just doesn't exist. But I will help you to, to notice what is more likely to work for you. So I'm going to begin with two different layout structures. One is an academic layout. And I even have adults that will go back to this because it's what they're more familiar with. Maybe the last time a planner was used was when we were in school or in college. So an academic planner laid out with the days of the week and just space to write in them. Sometimes like this one, I'm holding up closely. You can see it. It has times written out. So you could actually use it a bit more like a traditional planner and identify what, what's going on at different times. This is a spiral planner. 
and it's what I call a junior planner. So it's a smaller size um, than the traditional eight and a half by 11 planner. This can be really handy to tuck inside a bag, fit inside a purse backpack really easily, um, able to move moved. And just as a quick little tip, keeping a binder clip on the place that you're in for the year makes it much easier to open it up and find the information that you need for that week instead of having to flip through. Remember, any kind of resistance created with the idea of, oh, where's that page, can get in the way of using it. So keep it easy to access the information you need. The other layout that I love, and this is a non-spiral, so I want to highlight the difference there because we can be really sensitive. If you don't like the feel or the way a spiral um, opens and gets in the way of writing in it for some people, just notice if you'd rather have a bound planner. So no spiral here and it can lay flat. It has a more flexible um, cover, but not too, too thin. Again, binder clip keeps it open to the page that we're on. And here I'm just sharing an example, this one does not have any times, but what I loved about this one, if you look closely, it has little check boxes for to do. So it has space to write down what's going on that day and then space to write down to do's and check them off. Oh, love a checkbox. Gives us a chance to get that dopamine hit for getting things done during the day. Little planning tip. I love to use um, post-its when I'm writing things out that I it's not a hard appointment. It's something I'm planning to do that day. And so the example that I'm sharing here was with an English student I was working with um, and they had some slides that they had to do and they were due on Friday. So they have written down the slides due Friday. And if they don't work on it as they intended to, in this case on Wednesday, you can see, okay, there's some space. I can move it. I can still do it here. So again, it's a concrete physical way to pin down time so your brain is able to hold on to it more easily. If we're just thinking about time and we can't see it to manipulate it, we tend to feel like we can stretch time. Oh, I've got plenty of time. Today's you know, Monday, Tuesday, it's not due till Friday. But if we can't see what else is going on in our week, we could end up really creating more stress for ourselves if we come upon Thursday night and we realize, oh my gosh, that's due tomorrow. And now we're panicking and scrambling, trying to get it done. So planners just help us to pin down our time with more ease. The other um, style is, so again, that was academic. This is much more of a, a weekly time appointment kind of layout. This is something um, called a passion planner. Again, this is the junior size, not spiral bound. It has a nice feel to the paper. Um, I loved everything about this planner, except look how small the space is to write in. It takes my brain a lot of effort to process these small little numbers and the small little spaces to write in appointments. This, I literally opened it and never used it. Doesn't work for me, but I'm highlighting it because some people like to write small. Some people like that, that easy to view it in a really small amount of space. If that works for you, fabulous. Um, but again, if you go into a, a store and check them out and, and feel them and notice this has a, a, a faux leather cover, which it can be a nice feel. Again, it's, it's flexible, it's smaller, it can fit into a, a purse, a backpack, a small bag. Um, so it's easy to take with you. I like that it has this little elastic that um, closes it. Again, I would use a binder clip so I could easily find the page I'm on. But that layout was a deal breaker for me. This is a full-size binder of the same style. 
again, I'm not a huge fan of, of the spiral, but there's different types of spirals. So this is a bigger spiral bounding. It has a little bit more space. So this is a two page layout for the week. So it has more space to see the weekly plan. What I don't love about this is if I'm folding it, I can't see the rest of the week. So I can only see the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday layout or the Thursday, Friday and the weekend layout. Can't see it all at once. But what I do love is that at the bottom, there's these spaces for it kind of creates a little bit of structure around prioritizing. These are top priorities, um, secondary priority, other things. So it just gives you a little bit of structure for your to-dos, which can really help because prioritizing can be really challenging. Um, with ADHD brain wiring or impacted executive function skills, we tend to um, have what's called a flat landscape. Everything feels equally important. So having a way to really easily structure the things you need to get done a little bit more concretely can make it easier to process and get them done. This is a kind of a in between a junior and a, and a full size planner. Um, See, so yeah, I hold on to it because I love the examples. Um, this one again has the layout across two pages. It's a smaller spiral, so I like this more. It makes it easier for me to see. I like the color variation. Um, I like that the times are in red and the lines are in black. That's easier for my brain to process. I really like this, this flow a little bit more. Again, notice what you think when you pick something up. This is a hardback. Um, so if you, if you don't like a, a soft bound binder, a hardback could be an easier one for you to use. I like that it has month tabs so I can easily go to it. Um, and I am a, a really um, big proponent of having a planner that has a month layout so I can see the whole month and then weekly layout. So I can then break the month into weeks and plan more easily. So that's that layout. This planner I'm getting ready to show is the last planner I'm going to highlight. And this one is actually the longest running planner I've ever used. I've used this since um, I think 2000 and I think I transferred to it in 2017. I used it 2018, 19, 20, 21. This is the first year I'm not using it because I, I started developing my own planner. And I've taken a little bit of what I've liked from every planner I've used over the years and made it work for me a little bit more easily. But this, in case you're interested, is an at-a-glance planner. Um, and I just really like the layout. I like the small um, spiral size. I like so much about the way that it's laid out in time. I, I'm really picky about the times that something begins. So this starts with a 7 a.m. and it ends with an 8 p.m., which works well. I don't have anything typically scheduled before seven. So I like the times. I like that it's broken into 15 minute increments instead of 30 minutes. That just is easier for me to see. Do I have any time in between clients? What's going on? Um, it just lets me see my time with more ease. And again, this has the full year layout as well as the week. It does cover two pages. I tend to need the two-page spread. Um, and like I said, I don't like that I can't see it when it's folded back, but I do, I have gotten used to the size of the spacing. And I've noticed I, I will sacrifice seeing the second half of the week all at the same time to have the space that I can see each day more easily. Again, it came with experimenting and trying different planners and noticing what worked or didn't work. And I used to pick planners by the cover and 
what I now know is if you close the planner, it's out of sight, out of mind, that's not helping. So I don't care what the cover looks like anymore because I never look at it after I buy it. It is always open on my desk so I can see the day and I can see what's coming up. So the, the, the type of cover on it isn't nearly as important to me as the layout of the space I need to do the planning in. So I have a couple of stories that I just wanna to share to anchor these concepts, when you're thinking about what kind of planner would be a good fit for you, again, there's no perfect planner. Um, I had a student who had a planner that they thought they really liked. They picked it and they were excited about it. But what they noticed was they weren't using it. They would not take it out in class and write in it because other students, this is a high school student, weren't using planners. And this was a, a larger planner more along the size of, of this guy with the big spiral. And it got in the way, number one, of getting it out of the backpack because it was hard to, to pull it in and out of the backpack with all the other things in there. So they felt resistance to going in and, and getting it out of the backpack because it, it just was clunky and not easy to maneuver. And the other thing that got in the way was it felt very um, obvious to them that they were getting this big clunky planner out and other students may not have been using one and that just got in their heads. They weren't as comfortable fighting to get the larger planner out of their backpack and write things down. So they did the, I'll, I'll just write it in there later. I'll remember to do it later. And then of course that doesn't work for our brain. So we really had to dig into that and explore what would work better, what would make it a little bit easier for them to try a planner. And they ended up switching to a smaller planner. So I just highlight that because I want you to just keep in mind experimenting with planners is, is really the space to be in. So you give yourself a chance to notice what you like or don't like. If you expect to buy one planner and not to be the planner that is going to work effortlessly, and it's just going to be the one planner you're going to need from, from now until forever, that's an unrealistic expectation. It, it might happen. You might hit the, the perfect planner for you right out of the gate. Again, not perfect in general, just the right one for you but chances are you're gonna be experimenting with different types. So I even wanna plant a seed that if you try it and you find that you're not using it a week or two after you got it, if it's not related to the, the time to write in it or anything else, it's just, you don't like the layout, honor that and just notice what would work better and then go look for that planner. So honor your intuition. Um, the other story I want to connect a little bit for anchoring here is, what I call the, the, planner, the planner adventure of 2017. This was when my oldest was in college and we had found the planner that she just loved the year before. And it was, it was a planner very much like, like the first one I shared. I actually bought a duplicate because I was like, I have to tell this story. I just loved her experience. It's, it's not a spiral. And so she knew um, she could not have a spiral, spiral bound planner period. The problem was the place that we bought the planner from the year before didn't sell them the following year. It was at a target. We went to multiple targets, couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't find it online. She knew exactly what she wanted. We just couldn't find it anywhere. So we went to, I am not joking, seven different stores before we finally found one that was laid out the same way. And it did not have the spiral bound binding in it. And the only reason I could tolerate that number of stores we had to keep getting in the car and going to another store and looking. And, and it was just a, a true quest 
but I knew because she was so sure she had used this planner so consistently and it supported her brain with such ease that I knew we had to find it and that it was out there somewhere. And luckily we did find it. But again, noticing what works for you, remembering what that is so you can continue using it is really key. So as I've said many times, I'm gonna just highlight again here, we need to check them out in person. I really encourage you, go to a Staples and Office Max, a Target, Barnes and Noble has a, has a great planner section. These are all great places to go and see and feel the various types and styles of binders. You can buy it online, but I really want to encourage you to go and look in person first. Notice what you feel pulled into trying. You need to be excited about it. And then if it interests you to run an ADHD-friendly planner experiment, just notice what would work with more ease. Figure a time this week to go and visit a local store just to look at some planners. If you're, if you're just really struggling with time and you'd be willing to experiment with planners, just see if there's an outing that you can tie it to and just explore the planners that are available. Keeping in mind, there's no perfect planner. Just look to see which one you feel pulled to trying and notice what you like or don't like about it. Physical planners are essential because they're external, they're concrete, they're visual, they just support our brains with more ease. But we have to be excited about trying it. So that's all for this week's ADHD Friendly Podcast. I really do appreciate your time and attention as I shared how physical planners can support you and some ideas of how to find one that's more likely to work for you so you can use it to make your life a little more ADHD friendly. I appreciate you listening to this episode. Please, if you'd be willing to subscribe to my podcast, and if you like it, please recommend it to a friend. Until next time, Callie Health.